This is Plant-Based Briefing. The cruelest part of dairy farming is totally legal by Jessica Scott-Reed at sentientmedia.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is from Sentient Media. They're a nonprofit news organization, and they're changing the conversation around animal agriculture across the globe. They're doing it through critical commentary. They have amazing writers, investigative journalism, and they hold the media accountable when it fails to report on the most pressing issues. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Cruelest Part of Dairy Farming is Totally Legal by Jessica Scott-Reed at sentientmedia.org. Many long-hidden truths about dairy farming have in recent years been revealed. It is now relatively common knowledge that cows do not just naturally make milk, but must be impregnated and give birth in order for lactation to occur, and that calves must be routinely removed in order for that milk to be rerouted for human consumption. These revelations, along with others regarding health concerns associated with dairy consumption and environmental impacts of dairy farming, have all played part in the dramatic rise in plant-based milk consumption over the last decade. As a result of this market change, dairy marketing has doubled down on its message, attempting to quell consumer qualms by taking them on, addressing, skirting, or even downplaying our worries about what life is really like for dairy cows. Quote, our cows are our dairy queens, unquote, reads the Dairy Farmers of Canada website. Quote, so we make sure they're always comfortable and well cared for, from barns and bedding to brushes and hoof care, discover the many ways Canadian dairy farmers give their cows the royal treatment, unquote. On Twitter, dairy farmers are quick to defend standard practices such as cow-calf separation. Quote, like I said earlier, take calves from a dairy cow is absolutely necessary. 99% of the time, the mother doesn't even notice. They've long abandoned them. And like I said earlier, a dairy cow might even kill their calf if left too long. Unquote. Markridge Holsteins, at DMarkridge on Twitter, February 3, 2019. For caring consumers, these claims can cause confusion. Are cows actually bad mothers who don't care when their babies are taken away? Do calves benefit from being removed from them? Do those big round brushes make dairy cows happy? Is the dairy industry actually treating these animals well? I asked a neuroscientist and expert in animal behavior and intelligence to help set the record straight. Dr. Lori Marino is the co-author of a landmark review published in the journal Animal Behavior and Cognition, along with Kristen Allen, called The Psychology of Cows. The essay provides detailed analyses of all the data and research available in empirical and review papers, in peer-reviewed professional journals, as well as in books, book chapters, theses, and dissertations. What the researchers found was that cows are far more emotional, intelligent, and social than usual food systems-based conversations portray them to be. A great discussion of the research can be found linked here from Psychology Today. Marino, a veteran expert in the field, says even she was stunned by all she learned in creating the review. Quote, there's a lot more social complexity than it looks like when we see a bunch of cows standing in a field. It's not just a bunch of cows standing in a field, unquote. Marino says cows have intricate social structures. They have friends. They have relationships. They are not simple, a word so often used to describe them. And when their babies are removed from them soon after birth, they absolutely care. 
Undercover footage linked here, obtained by Canadian animal law organization Animal Justice from a dairy farm in B.C. and broadcast in part on CTV News last year, shows over and over mother cows in distress as their babies are hauled away, along with footage of workers violently beating cows. Mothers chase after their babies and express vocalizations. These sounds, says Marino, are not just some involuntary noises. They actually represent emotional states. They don't bellow all the time. They bellow when something happens that upsets them. As for the calves, they too can show signs of stress upon removal after birth. They show foot stomping. They pace back and forth. They may urinate, Marino explains. They show signs of psychological and emotional distress. And this makes sense, she adds, because when cows are born, they can walk around on their own. So they've come into the world to quickly learn who is mom and to follow her around. They're going to be very aware of when something comes between them and their mother. As for the common argument that cows are bad mothers, Marino scoffs, stating that if cows were bad mothers, they wouldn't have evolved. There would be no cows. Rather, she says, cows care very much for their children. They are very bonded. Most dairy marketing, however, shies away from the separation situation, preferring instead to highlight all the quote-unquote good things dairy cows are provided, such as food, bedding, those big brushes, and quote-unquote pedicures, as Dairy Farmers of Canada describes proper hoof care. But as Marino points out, these things are, quote, a very tiny part of their experience on factory farms. They don't speak at all to the real problem, which is living under those conditions with no control over their own lives, unquote. Highlighting such things, she says, is more about making people feel better than the animals. Focusing on the physical care of cows under the umbrella of welfare while glossing over emotional care appears to be a diversion tactic commonly used in dairy marketing. Providing food, water, and very basic maintenance, says Marino, is the bare minimum. Just enough to keep them alive and reproducing so they can perpetuate the practice. It has very little to do with the experience of the individual animals. Caring for cows should not only involve their physical well-being, Marino says, their social comfort, emotional comfort. There is a mind there. And where that mind and those social and emotional complexities can really be seen, Marino explains emphatically, is at animal sanctuaries where animals live out their lives free from exploitation, harm, and slaughter. You see them actually playing, actually relaxing, she says. You see them becoming real cows. On a factory farm, she adds, that's just not possible. You can add bells and whistles, but in the end, it's just so far from what they need to thrive, she says. It's just not possible. You just listened to The Cruelest Part of Dairy Farming is Totally Legal by Jessica Scott Reed at sentientmedia.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And there are so many cruelties inherent in dairy farming. And it's not just factory farming. Even the farmer down the road who has a few cows and takes care of them, those cows still experience forced impregnation and they have their babies taken away. Those babies, if male, are killed at a young age because they're not the type of cow that's bred for meat. So they may be raised for veal or they may be thrown in a dumpster because that's cheaper than disposing of them. The females are taken away and raised sometimes on formula but they're not given their mother's milk because the dairy farmer needs to sell that. That's what they do for a living. And then the females end up in that terrible cycle themselves of being impregnated and having their babies stolen. And while I never knew that when I was vegetarian, 
and joking how I could never give up cheese. The other thing that shocked me was that dairy cows are also killed for their meat at a fraction of their natural lifespan. Usually around five or six years of age, their milk production wanes, they're physically and emotionally taxed, and sometimes they literally collapse and can't even walk onto the slaughter truck. They're called downers, and they are sometimes pushed onto the truck with front loaders or even cranes. You can Google this and see photos. It's pretty horrific. But they're slaughtered at about a quarter of their natural lifespan for cheap meat because they're not the type of cow that produces your T-bone steaks and whatnot. So even vegetarians who are eating dairy thinking it's harmless need to know they are contributing to animals being slaughtered and the abuse of animals even on quote-unquote humane local farms. And organic is sometimes more cruel because cows often suffer infections and painful mastitis from the milking machines. And on organic farms, the cows cannot be treated with antibiotics to help them with these infections and the pain. So their lives can be worse often on an organic farm. All that to say there is no such thing as humane animal farming and don't fall for the humane hoax or the humane myth. If you want to listen to some episodes on the Humane Hoax, check out episodes 82, 213, and 214, and I'll put links to those in the show notes. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.